Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information about our show or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Jump in some <coughs> Pepsi. Right, let's, let's, get, let's get started. Let's get started. You all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I was just singing. <laughs> yeah, are you all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I guess we're both all right. Hey, everyone. It's Elliot and Todd. Welcome to Two Designers Walk Into a Bar, an ongoing conversation about pop culture and iconic design. Okay, Todd, I know that normally the types of uh, subjects we cover, the types of episodes we do, we tend to not do breaking design news, right? We tend to like things that have shelf life. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that this is a perfect example of um, breaking design news (laughs) coupled with shelf life, right? Given the product we're going to talk about. So basically, Pepsi has announced it's going to be moving forward by... I guess, moving backwards a little bit, okay? Okay. So they're returning to a little bit more of a traditional look for their cans. So they're switching their logo up here. So um, the new look is basically a circular medallion with the word Pepsi in all caps um, Mm. versus their current medallion that is just kind of a bunch of red, white, and blue Grateful Dead trippy kind of swirls. Mm. And then Pepsi (laughs) is in this kind of, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a not a cyber it, font, modern font. Yeah, like it, it's kind it, of a weird. Like somebody tried to draw it using only circles or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, it's yeah. so great that you brought up circles, Todd. Um, okay. But I don't want to jump ahead. Okay. All right. So the fact that it's it's more traditional looking now, I see that as sort of a fuck you to this lowercase word mark. So, uh, and, and, and the Pepsi, the current Pepsi, all uppercase Pepsi, like, I don't know why Pepsi shouting at me, but it is, um, it's contained inside like this subtle white banner with a little gentle red shape above and a, and a blue Mm -hmm. shape below. Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, let me just come real clean right from the top. uh, I have to say I'm a Pepsi brand loyalist. Okay. Right. And I believe, I believe the fuck you that you you referenced is really, it's it's not so much about the product, but it was about that overall, overly esoteric brand hooey that they bought into like ten so years ago, right? Yeah, 10, 15 years ago. And I want to, I want, I'm not sure who did this, right? Mm-hmm. So I think. When you're talking about the new one, not the old one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, the old one we know. The old one we're going to get into. And yeah, Todd, again, this is right down Main Street for you because it involves a little bit of a scandal. Oh, good, good. And so you were starting to tell us what the new one looks like. Is it? Yeah. And sort of they went forward by going backwards. So it's a little retro looking. Uh, it's it's building on. Um, like the the Pepsi logo from the '60s or the Pepsi logo okay, from the '70s. Okay. So okay. you know the the golden time for us. So like yeah. when you were off listening to Kiss at your concert and you were drinking a Pepsi, if you were to look at the cup, it had a logo a lot like the one that we're talking about now. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I, I think this this current one from the little bit of research I've done, it kind of credits the, the muckety mucks up in the C-suite at Pepsi, but I think this was done by their internal team. Um, and if we can figure out who those brave warriors were, <laughs> we'll mm-hmm, go mm-hmm. ahead and add a credit on our uh, episode page. Okay, I've got to ask a question. So, right. you being right. a native North Carolinian, is that why yes. you're you're excited about Pepsi? Well, it's you know, soft drinks are are kind of family traditions, and um, that's what my uh, my dad was into. And I don't know why he was into it, unless it was just more commonly available uh, in North Carolina. I have no reason other than that. Uh, got like it, it wasn't it wasn't like I couldn't get all the Coke I wanted um, or or soda either. But um, you know, but it, that was just what was in our house, so it's what I got used to. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, I mean, I grew up thinking Pepsi was from New York City or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm, Pepsi is mm-hmm. actually from New Bern, North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny when you think of the Southern drinks. I mean, you think about people shoving peanuts in a Coke, or you think of an RC Cola and a Moon Pie. So, you know, Pepsi, in my opinion, never really figured into that sort of Southern, I don't know. I mean, I'm not obviously an expert you're more of the expert so yeah yeah i would i would have to say it it probably is it it i mean it's again not like you couldn't get any soft drink you wanted and you know back in the day and but there was a little bit of a of like this is a hometown thing i think and Mm -hmm. and maybe again because it was invented in eastern north carolina it was just a little bit more predominant and uh, the bottlers were in Eastern North Carolina, I seem to remember. So they sponsored a lot of stuff. So the name was out there. And it's certainly, I mean, Coke is huge everywhere. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that they're doing with this, Mark, I mean, Pepsi is always, you know, for years they sponsored the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Apple recently yep. took that over, which kind of makes sense since Apple's in the music business and Pepsi really isn't. <laughs> right, right. But they're really trying to stay hip and contemporary. So the new look, they're thinking about sizzle reels and social media and digital billboards and all these kind of things, right? Sound waves, links to mm-hmm, music, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, keep in mind, Todd, these are the people who set Michael Jackson on fire back in the 80s. That they did not. That was that was an accident. But but oh, n- May, I mean, maybe mind. they dumped Pepsi on him to put the fire out. I'm not sure. Well, that would do it, wouldn't it? <laughs> it sure would. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have sympathy for these guys, right? Because consumer products have to adapt to new forms of promotion constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pepsi's no exception. I mean, it's a it's a soft drink. It's a it's a commodity, just like we were talking about. You can get Coke. You can get. Um, RC, you can get whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have to imagine that there were many, many people inside of Pepsi (laughs) who were happy to see their current train wreck finally getting cleared away. (laughs) Uh, Can I get an amen on that one? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you mentioned being a Pepsi loyalist, a Pepsi fan. Okay, Todd, I'm going to come clean now. Okay. I'm going to confess a little something. I've always seen Pepsi as the also ran the Coke. I don't disagree, but I do love Pepsi. <laughs> I'll leave it there. I mean, Pepsi's a global company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right? Coke. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And 
Coke is uh, Coke kind of was throughout the the war, and all the GIs had it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's throughout the world. You don't don't really find Pepsi everywhere in the world. True. Yeah, that's very true. I always felt like uh, Pepsi was sort of Samsung to Coke's Apple, right? Yeah. Always yeah, yeah, trying yeah. a bit too hard to be cool, while Coke just figured out how to do it and make it effortless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I hear you. Um, and it even reminds me of when Steve Buscemi went undercover as a high school kid on 30 Rock. Remember that? <laughs> I love yep. that. Toting the skateboard through the hallways. Okay. Right. So, so believable. <laughs> so so how did how did they and we get here? So we're, we're at this moment. Um, okay, so Pepsi's rebranding was sort of like the Pepsi challenge, but for Pepsi. So, uh, okay, so I'm sure there are a lot of people out there. Um, Todd, as we know, we have millions upon millions of rabid uh, listeners who are A, Taylor Swift fans, and B, younger than us. So I feel that we need to explain the Pepsi challenge real quick because this led to another debacle (laughs) in the ongoing (laughs) soda wars, uh, right? Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. Pepsi came up with an ad campaign that began in the mid-70s, but really started to to take off in the 80s. And it was called the Pepsi Challenge. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was this blind taste test for consumers. And it was set up in public places like city parks, shopping malls, all these sorts of things, right? Where they could get a bunch of people walking by who were curious, grocery stores, whatever. And so there were these two cups, you know, it'd be like a little (laughs) car table or TV table, you know, like the kind of deluxe setup we have here in the podcasting headquarters. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Executive setup. Yeah, Yeah. it was very high end. Um, And so there'd be these two cups in front of this, like, sort of little folding barrier that had Pepsi Challenge written on it. And one cup would say something like soda M and the other one would say soda Q. So it wasn't even like A and B or it wasn't like P and C or something like that. Just arbitrary letters from the (laughs) alphabet. Right. So consumers would sit down on the other side of this barrier with the two cups, you know, these little like Dixie cups. And they would drink both, and then they would ask to, you know, which which one did you prefer, right? Which of these two things, M or Q, did mm-hmm. you like? So, invariably, more of them actually chose Pepsi. So, of course, Pepsi loved I this. I think the Pepsi had rum in it. Yeah. <laughs> it probably, if it didn't have rum in it, it probably had a lot of cane sugar. But I, I wouldn't put it past them to put, put rum in it. But, Todd, this is great that you're questioning the science of all this, Okay. So Coke actually decided to do the same thing and conduct their own tests with, I don't know if it was with their employees, I don't know if it was with uh, consumers, but (laughs) they basically did the same test themselves and they had sort of an oh shit moment because actually Pepsi was right. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) So that is what led to the formulation and release of new Coke. (laughs) So I mentioned the scandal. Um... A lot of people may not be aware of New Coke, but go and research New Coke. Maybe we'll put a link to this in our episode page. We could really... New Coke was OK Soda before OK Soda at, at a right. much so, bigger scale, right? I was so, going to say, speaking of failed products, uh, if you dig that kind of thing, dear listener, go and listen to our episode on uh, glorious failures uh, where uh, we talk about OK Soda, for one, yes. as a matter of fact. It was the brainchild, of course, of the of the guy from <laughs> who also brought Coke, New from Coke. New Coke, yeah, right. 
Two things that no one needed. (laughs) (laughs) So let's transition to the Pepsi rebrand. So, Todd, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And Mm -hmm. uh, the universe had to balance itself, and its unwitting agent turned out to be a guy named Peter Arnell, who was the founder of the Arnell Group in New York City. Mm Mm-hmm. And Pepsi, in 2008, hired Arnell to reimagine their brand. Boy, did he ever. (laughs) All right. Now, before we get into this, this guy actually had design chops, okay? Yeah, well-respected. Yeah. He had worked with product designer Michael Graves. He'd worked with architect Frank Geary. He had history with brands including Bergdorf Goodman, DKNY, Chanel, Condé Nast, um... It wasn't like they just drew a name out of a hat. This guy had a history with big brands. Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, Todd, I know you're not a mathematician. Correct. And I'm not sure if you're a yogi who maybe occasionally operates on an elevated uh, plane, but I feel Hmm. like I need to ask you a a question, okay? Okay. All right. Are you familiar with the term perimeter oscillations hmm i think i had that looked at last time i went to the doctor <laughs> your orthopedist um, yeah yeah i had my perimeter oscillations reviewed <laughs> now, what it what you okay what is uh where does that come from <laughs> well it's funny you should ask so this was a hot term in uh-huh. design and branding circles in 2009 and when i say okay. branding circles Pun intended. So you had brought up circles earlier here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So there was this quote-unquote in-progress document that was so seemingly absurd that got into the wild via Reddit. Um, and it was leaked to Reddit by a still unidentified quote-unquote insider <laughs> at Pepsi yeah. somewhere, I believe. Um, and I'm not making this title up. Uh, And we will have a link to this document on our episode page. This document was called the, quote, breathtaking design strategy, unquote. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. The title couldn't have been more apt, right? (laughs) Can I say still in all this, I am a Pepsi loyalist. (laughs) I just felt the need to step in there. You're just, uh, you're either drinking it out of... uh, Cup M or Cup Q? Yeah, <laughs> You're not yeah. drinking and it I out felt of the can. Like okay. By listening to this kind of um, stuff, this brand stuff, the I have to pour a little out for them. So anyway, <laughs> please continue. Well, make sure you do that before you add the rum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah good just idea. Just pro tip there. I mean, we are in the bar. Okay, so listeners are likely aware. Go look in your pantry. Go look at your, you know, recycling bin. Go look at wherever, your refrigerator, you're likely aware of the unmitigated awfulness of the Pepsi smile. So that's what the the little sort of swirly, Grateful Dead trip out kind of medallion scattered in various forms across Pepsi branded products for the last decade and a half uh, was called <laughs> the hmm. smile. Not sure how many people would catch on to the whole smile thing on that. But, yeah, but okay. I, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm in that camp. Um, and, and this was a global mark. And I think most people thought of mm-hmm, it as sort of mm-hmm. bad abstract art. 
but it had such a great justification that <laughs> we just had to share this story because it's such a mile high pile of bullshit. <laughs> just, just a mile, you think? <laughs> That's being generous. <laughs> Okay, Todd, speaking of a mile-high pile of bullshit, I feel the need to list the reasons why you need to head over to the bar and grab me another drink. <laughs> oh, jeez. I didn't see that one coming. All right, sounds like a good time for a break. Uh, listeners, we'll be back shortly. So, Jim, we got a problem with our podcast. Right, nobody says it correctly. <laughs> no, some people say how to fix it or how do you fix it. But think of it like this. Whatever the problem, we're in this together. How do we fix it? How, how do, do we, we fix, fix it? it? Yeah, how do we fix it? The Solution Show, from the political to the personal. Practical ideas for creative listeners. How do we fix it? How do we fix it? Ideas that work. That's your radio voice, Richard. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't do it to save my life. Hi. We want to take a moment to mention that if you're enjoying this episode, we have an archive of topics ranging from the Olympics to movie posters. Think Ghostbusters. Iconic images. Think Bigfoot. Punk music. The Ramones. Saturday morning cartoons. The Pink Panther. And failed products like OK Soda. Visit our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com for full episode notes and visuals, the latest blog content, and to sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Find the links on our website or search using the phrase, Two Designers Walk Into a Bar. Most importantly, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people like you find podcasts like this. And tell a friend about us. Send them a link to our podcast from your listening platform of choice. And if you're inclined, buy our merchandise. Stickers, coasters, magnets, t-shirts. We're designers. We make good stuff and it helps support the show. Get in touch. Use the contact form on our website or send an email to hello at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. We read every message we get. Honest. And we're available for speaking gigs. Email us to learn more. Okay, now, back to the bar. So, Todd, in a nutshell, this form of the quote-unquote smile was based on... Now, this is, this is hard science, okay, you can, and, okay, and, and okay. aesthetics. You so. I mean, th you can't argue with this. Like, all everything right, I'm right. about to tell you in this whole document is irrefutable, Okay. All right, so, all right. so we're going to start with a smile. So that's based on shapes found in classical forms throughout nature and history. The golden ratio, okay, mm -hmm. yin mm -hmm. and yang. Yeah, yeah, good. You know, a Mobius strip. Yeah, yeah, and heard it. last but not least, Todd, Mona Lisa's face. I mean, when uh, you look at the Pepsi can, can't you see that? Uh, here we go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I missed it the first 15 years of that. Uh, <laughs> but now that I'm yes. telling you, just as things are changing, <laughs> yeah, no, are you suddenly, a, uh, uh, are you about to go Warhol and start painting Pepsi cans now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Um, that would be uh, completely uh, on brand, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this smile, it also drew on forms from Pepsi's own history. Okay. So it's mm. past bottle shapes. The circular forms from its former wordmark logos. And this, apparently, I would say unbeknownst to every designer who ever worked on these wordmarks, this is where all the perimeter oscillations were hidden. Okay? Oh, okay. All right. 
So they took all of these found shapes, these ovals, these circles, how everything overlapped. They examined the ratios and relationships and scales with one another. And the natural result of all this deep research and analysis was obviously the smile. Yeah. How could it be anything else, right? <laughs> and this was referred to, Todd, as we're not done with terminology yet. This okay. was referred to as the quote unquote geometry of aesthetics. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, hey, boy. Look, we're not done yet. Okay. Because <laughs> it, this. But wait, there's more. Yes. This is, yeah, maybe Ron Popeil did this logo. Because <laughs> <laughs> it had to align with the forces of the universe. <laughs> Uh, squeeze me? <laughs> it's okay. It's a little, you know, but things like the Earth's magnetic field. Okay. Uh -huh, Listen, okay, right. the Earth is a globe. So uh, I hear. Pepsi's circular logo is a globe. Um, sure. Okay. All right. All right. I can buy that. All right. And because you see a dimensional object from multiple angles, Todd. And because people have multiple emotional states. You get a bunch of different smiles. <gasps> you see, it's like you were in the room. I mean, well. it's just so obvious. <laughs> Todd, this was obviously the face of a new generation. Oh, boy. All oh, right. Boy. And just yes. like the okay. Earth, this logo would have a gravitational pull, you see, to lure buyers in at retail. I mean... Todd, think about how light travels, okay? That's how people walk down the aisle at a store, especially when they're thirsty. Uh, continue. Okay, look. <laughs> we, I think we have a few minutes left on this podcast. I'd love to hear more. <laughs> yeah, and, and only a few listeners left. This, just, just, just wait. This is real. All the, everything you're telling us is documented, 100% right? real. It it's is a, in it black is and white and, and red and blue in, in this document that we will post. Okay. All right. And just like Marvel, okay, Todd, there is a whole Pepsi universe. Okay? Really? And one thing we know, if we know anything about the universe, it's that it's always expanding. Okay? So, so work with me here. Okay? Okay. We have All the right. Pepsi planet. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's the globe. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we have the Pepsi galaxy. I mean, that's all the different Pepsi products. And then, obviously, they exist in the Pepsi universe. Oh, my God. Possibilities are endless. We're going to have Pepsi black holes and Pepsi Pepsi asteroids. <laughs> These are legit brand documents, right? I mean, I'm going to ask again. <laughs> yeah, I went to the doctor, and he told me Pepsi gives me asteroids. <laughs> All right. So this document, as we talked about it, it spilled into the public sphere. I see what you did there. <laughs> and people assumed it was a hoax or yeah. that yeah. it was part of some super cleverly engineered viral marketing plan. And, and like I said, we will post <sighs> this to our episode page. And dear listener, you can judge for yourself once you've reviewed this sucker and you realize that we are not making any of this hmm. up. Hmm. I never thought about that. So we know that this rebrand, in spite of this this document, I did that in air quotes, was ultimately successful. But what happened with uh, Peter Arnell? <laughs> so you alluded to our failed products episode <laughs> earlier. Yes, yes. And we talked about Coke and New Coke and OK Soda. <laughs> And uh, Sergio Zyman, and now he, he got a 
<laughs> the OK Soda assignment from Coke, even after new Coke had completely imploded and was a total shit show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah OK. <laughs> well, not to be outdone, <laughs> Pepsi did the same thing. So <laughs> on the heels of all this Pepsi work, Arnell was asked to reimagine the Tropicana brand, which is, of course, orange juice, and it's also right. owned by Pepsi. So they reworked the packaging, they reworked the copy points, they created a new ad campaign to support this rollout. Yeah, not cheap at all. No, no. And I would actually argue, in Arnell's defense here, the design for Tropicana was actually better than the Pepsi work, although the okay. fallout was far, far worse. So Pepsi paid Arnell 35 million bones for the creative work, and then also subsequently lost $30 million when sales uh, went down. Um, and it quickly forced them to return to their original packaging. Okay, Todd, oh, I got to wow. ask you a question here. Okay, okay. All right. So they, they rolled back this packaging after spending millions and millions of dollars. How long do you think it took Pepsi to make this decision? Well, I mean, I imagine if they, they spent that much, $35 million, they had to give it some time. So minimum nine months a year, probably. Uh, keep going down. Other direction. Oh, down. Okay. Uh, two quarters, maybe? So six months? Yeah, six months. Keep going down. Okay. <laughs> All right. One quarter? <laughs> We're playing the prices right here. <laughs> we are. Yeah. How quarter. about we divide How about we divide that in half? Really? 46 like days. They switched oh, things back man. in 46 days. Oh man. I bet that was the most fun 46 days at Pepsi ever. <laughs> <laughs> at Pepsi and at Arnell, I would argue. Yeah, and at Arnell, yeah. Todd, they say there's no crying in baseball. There's probably some uh, crying in uh, beverage package design. But I'll yeah. tell you this. I know for a fact that little kids, who, by the way, are huge consumers of juice, were yeah. so confused by the new Tropicana packaging that they began crying when they first saw it. <laughs> wow. Whoa. I think I can honestly say none of my brand work has ever gotten tears from little kids. I think I can say that. I think I can. <laughs> Point of pride. I'll make sure yeah. uh, at your funeral that I, I bring that up. Yeah, do that. Do that. And uh, please serve some Tropicana uh, <laughs> with Pepsi. That'll be a joke on everybody. Like um, mixed together? Because that's... Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, why not? Okay. So... This was quite the roller coaster ride that you, you you dropped on us today. What what do you think we've learned from all of this? Hmm. Okay. I would say first, I would love to talk to the people involved in any of this stuff, whether it's uh, the Arnell work or the new work. So if any of you are listeners or you know the people who are involved, we would love to hear from you. Um, mm -hmm. So please reach out. Okay, so a few things. Um, updating a major brand is really like walking a tightrope, right? The people who love the product, like you mentioned how you love the product, they mm -hmm. love it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, you really need to start, I think, by asking them what makes it great and why they love it and go from there. So as you go through this uh, breathtaking document, I don't see any consumer insights anywhere. Yeah, I think Harry Potter had more reality than that breathtaking document. <laughs> 
And second, I think that sometimes clients and designers need to eat crow and just admit they fucked up, right? Yeah, so yeah, I feel yeah. I feel the Tropicana response was in part really the backlash for what these Pepsi execs wished they had done with the original Pepsi mark, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay. And last, I think a lot of people already think that marketing is a bunch of bullshit crammed inside of a black box. Mm -hmm, And then we as creative people don't do ourselves any favors with oddball pet projects that aren't research-based and only add to that perception, right? And uh, you're you're not uh, including design and pop culture podcasts, right? That's the exception. Oh, gosh. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, this has been wonderful. And speaking of going without saying, uh, I'm going to hit the uh, can and uh, we'll get back to this. Well, the good news is the can uh, on the way back takes you right past the bar. So, Uh, you know, we've been talking about rum so much and, and Pepsi and Coke. I'll tell you what, Todd, if you put enough rum in it, I'll let you buy me a Pepsi. Oh, man generous you are today. (laughs) Who are you, Yoda? (laughs) Uh, I don't know why I said it like that, but I'll just, let me finish real quick by saying I do love Pepsi, and uh, this was, this was both humbling (laughs) and interesting. (laughs) And Pepsi, if you're listening and you want to send us some soda to drink while we record to, to massage our vocal cords, we will not turn you down. Exactly. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And And we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading! Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information about our show, or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com.